Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining me at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. Just want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It'd be sort of weird if Brupolo was in Raleigh. Good sound, but, you know, I, I, I don't know that I can make that one work, Robbie. Brawley? No, no, it doesn't. Brawley? Brawley sounds like a place where surfers would hang out. That's true. So, but I guess, you know. Yeah. That's sure. in Smith County, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Raleigh. I believe, I believe uh, that is accurate. Right on the outskirts of my wife's hometown of Forest. Yeah. Home of the state's number one recruit this year, too, as well. Uh, Dante Moncrief. Well, that's in, in case you're wondering where that kid's going. Uh, anyway. Wherever you're going, you can take Strange Brew Coffee House with you because all you got to do is order it to be shipped to your home. You've got a coffee machine in your house. They've got a Strange Brew Coffee to, to get you taken care of. StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com, and you can be enjoying it every single morning. College Corner and CollegeCornerStore.com is the place to find MSU merchandise that you can't find just anywhere else because nobody else has the biggest and best selection of it in central Mississippi. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. It should be Wing Wednesday over at Humble Taco, the Mexican smoked wings. That's just another example of, Missis- of Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. Everybody likes to smoke wings. I had some smoked wings this, this past weekend. They were great. But when they put that Mexican twist on them that they do at Humble Taco, they take them up a, to a different level, a different notch that you've not had before. And all the food on the menu is like that, something that you're familiar with, Fried chicken, fried catfish, smoked pork, things we eat all the time here in the South, but turned into a taco, turned into a Mexican classic. It's really cool, and I suggest if you haven't already, you check it out. Over there on University Drive, that's Humble Taco. What are you looking for for lunch today? Why not Firehouse Subs? Download the free Firehouse Subs app. Place your order online. It's ready within minutes, and you pile up the reward points. And, of course, if you're following them on Twitter, you can be getting free subs because they're just giving them away based on your name. You don't even have to do anything. She said to have been born and given a name. That's like 99% of the population. So download that app. Follow them on Twitter. Locations in Startville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Floyd and Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. Rumblings today, Robbie Falk. Yes, Some it good is. Questions today. Some good questions today. I got to turn you up. I, can, I can't hear you as well as I would like to. I want to hear your, 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 your voice. Oh, thank you. There we go. Oh, I mean, I can't do the show if I can't hear you. You know, I mean, you could, you could just talk the whole time. uh, Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. So plus it's rumblings day. We got to have, we got to have you and me both. 
I know everybody's going to be excited that we're starting off with wrestling questions, but we are. So the Sorcerer asks, which wrestler seriously hurts himself on live TV first, Sammy Guevara or Darby Allen? I was actually just thinking. I was just – Jeff Hardy's kind of dialed it back a little bit. Yeah. I was just thinking that the other day. I think it's probably going to be um, Sammy. He does some crazy things, man. Well, and Darby's kind of like – numb to the pain at this point <laughs> yeah did you see what he did last week he oh, jumped yeah. up the ladder to the floor yeah to the end of those chairs, no, those I mean, chairs. That was just, stupid. Just, just stupid but the, the one goes sammy the did the other day too was really dumb the all, spanish like, fly the off of the uh the stage was ridiculous had no business doing that so no uh, he also wants to know if, what we thought of brandon walker's in-ring debut i talked to him i thought he should have played like andre the giant He's taller than all those guys. He should have been choke slamming people and, and pie facing them. Well, he was kind of playing the uh, cowardly heel yeah. role. Yeah, he shouldn't have done so, that. I told you, it kind of looked like Bob Backlund in the Royal Rumble when he Bob Backlund was just hanging on to the ropes. Yeah. He should have got he, he should have gotten under the, the ring. Just, yeah. just just you know, powder out and come back when there's like two or three people left and try to win. He gave a solid stunner. He did give, give a solid that. stunner. So, oh well. Uh, Tanner Bolware asks us if you just bought a brand new yacht, what would you name it? I feel like, you know, Bodie McBoatface has been taken. So I don't know. Jenny. Jenny. From Forrest Gump. That was a shrimping boat, though. Yeah. Shouldn't you name it Becky? Definitely fit. Could be. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I would name it. I, I, I don't really want a yacht, to be totally honest with you. I don't know what I would do with that. I mean, I, I guess I know what I would. I do mean, with. I would take one. I'll take it, but I'm gonna try to sell it. You know, <laughs> like what can I get for it? I might, I might, I might call it uh, my druthers, like off of Outer Banks. I haven't seen that, so I, I guess I'll have good to movie. It. I mean, a good series. All right. Tanner also wants to know zero to one hundred percent. What are the chances R.J. Yeager wins the Ferris Trophy? Well, he's got a good chance, Robbie. But this feels like the Tim Elko Lifetime Achievement Award coming. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you have to weigh out, you know, the, I don't know if you look directly at the numbers, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, came back from ACL. I don't know if you knew that or not. He tore his ACL. I, I did. Year. I was aware of that. Yes. He has more home runs than RJ Yeager. He struck out like 30 more times than RJ Yeager. Mm -hmm. Um, he has more RBI. His batting average, but RJ Yeager has a higher batting average. R.J. Yeager's been better in SEC play. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Ole Miss is having a better season at this point. They're probably going to make a regional. Is there any chance Tanner Hall gets it from Southern Miss as like and a compromise? I, I would think that Hall had a much better chance before they went through that little cold streak. Like when they were talking about being a national seed, maybe. But now – I. Like I said, I think it's going to be Elko lifetime achievement. You know, he's been there for, yeah. you know, I've been a good player for them for what, three years now? And, I can and see that. You mentioned the ACL. I mean, whether we like it or not, that is a story that captivated college baseball for a bit uh, a season ago. I, I just see him getting this award as a, as a cap to his career at, 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 Ole, at Ole Miss. It could. Man. Tanner Hall, seven and two with a 260 earner. Really good. 83 innings, 117 strikeouts, 10 walks. It's very possible Jaeger finishes third. 
as good a season as he as he's had. I I think Tanner Hall's got a shot here. I think but Hall has a better shot than Jaeger does. It's probably going to be Elko. You're right. Yeah, but I don't think we can overstate how good uh, RJ Jaeger's been in SEC play. Mm-hmm. He's been one of the top five hitters in almost every single category no in SEC games only. So I mean, I don't know. I don't even know who I would vote for. I mean, all three of those guys have a good shot, and uh, I mean, you have to completely ignore the fact that Mississippi State stinks this year. And that might even play more into Jaeger's favor that he's been able to have such a great year with such a bad team. I don't know. But I have a feeling it's either going to be Tanner Hall or uh, Elko. I agree. And I'm with you. I'm kind of leaning towards Elko. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Rob Hadaway has a few questions for us. If a picture is worth a thousand words, how many words is an animated GIF worth? I mean, do I need to know how many frames there are? I can just do the uh, the math from there. Yeah, I I don't want to do math at all. No, I don't either. But I so, could do it. You know, I have, we can just get a calculator out, and if there's like fifty frames, then it's fifty times a thousand, which I guess is what fifty thousand. That makes sense, right? Sounds right. I mean, a thousand times five is five thousand. Makes sense just to go up one. So. There you go. We're not math. No, that's not right. Here. 50 times 100. 500,000? Yeah, it's 500,000 because 50 times 100 would be 50,000. So simple math. It is. We don't my get number. paid for the math, folks. No, we don't no, get paid for the this math. This is a math talk. It's not in my contract that I have to do math. Stop laughing at me. You know who you are. Uh, another one from Rob. Most liquids turn into a gas when heated, but eggs turn solid instead. Explain. That's always been kind of a strange phenomenon to me. Yeah. It's, it's liquid chicken, guys. I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't eat eggs. Uh, you got some issues. I mean, it's liquid chicken. Why would I want to eat that? I can just eat chicken. Because it's delicious? Eh, that's, that's a stretch. It feels like a stretch. It's not a stretch. Yeah, I don't eggs know. are delicious. I don't know. I don't know if it's accurate or not. It uh, is. I, I find it funny that you eat that you'll eat pie and cake and things with egg in it, mm-hmm. but you won't eat eggs. I don't have to see the eggs that way. I mean, it's you just mix so the egg in with a, a bunch of flour and sugar. I'll eat an egg that way. Well, the egg that you're eating is not liquid either. Just, I'm not saying I, it has nothing to do with it being liquid. I'm just, I just don't like eggs. Like, I definitely don't want to eat raw eggs, but I don't want to somebody eat eggs must have when they're solid. You, somebody must have just fixed you some eggs, just plain, without any salt and pepper or something I on it back recall. in the days. Don't recall. If it happened, I was very little. So. You're weird. I, I can live with that. Don't I like don't french fries either. I'll eat french fries, but I'm not a huge fan. You're right. Uh, where are we? Another one from Rob. Is, 20, is this athletic year? The result of someone answering one of those MSU wins a national title, but at the cost of everything going bad for a while afterwards. I mean, it happened to LSU, right? LSU had the whole, you know, they had the greatest football team of all time. And since then, it's been, well, I think, I think some prayers that were answered down there in the form of, if you let us win this, I won't ask for anything else. You can do whatever you want. I think some of those things have happened while State was in Omaha. Yeah. That, it definitely feels that way. It definitely feels like this is the result of some kind of 
agreement that fans have had with um, God or something, you know, the baseball gods or the God. I, I don't know if God really cares about sports enough to make this happen, but, um, you know, certainly karma could have played a factor into this. But it definitely feels like somebody was sitting out there, Lord, if you just let me enjoy this one day where I can have a national championship in my life, I will I will take an entire season that is just completely average to below average. Please just let me have this. It seems like that's what we're going through right now. I agree with you. And I don't think that. it was just one person that did that. I think it no, was, it was, it was a, a multitude. Thousands. Thousands of people made that same prayer. And God was like, well, if all of you feel this way, let's go. And here we are. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. I was just saying yes. Okay. Will Carruth, would y'all consider doing more throwback podcasts like in 2020? I really enjoyed those, especially the 2007 football one for some reason. I mean, when this coming summer, you know, we've got a couple of months of content to fill that aren't going to be filled with baseball. We might might very well do that. We might very well do that. Yeah. Do some uh, some some retro, you know, some look back kind of things. I wouldn't mind doing that. I, I enjoy yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Tony wants to know, relative to expectations, is this the worst six-month period in Mississippi State Athletics history, starting with the Egg Bowl? Big gap between expectations and what has happened out there. I mean, he's got a point. All right. The Egg Bowl, I don't know what your expectations were. I thought State had a chance, but they were favored in that game. Then the bowl game, they were a big favorite in that game. Basketball season, they were predicted to be a, a tournament team. And now baseball, the defending national champions, you're not even going to make the SEC tournament. There's something to that. And I, we may do a pod on this, this not, if not this week, maybe next week, about, you know, at the end of the day, this is supposed to be entertainment. Mississippi State athletics have not been entertaining this year. Like, just like the whole – the games aren't entertaining. Leach's Leech offense, not entertaining. You know, if it's frustrating to watch at times. Men's basketball this year, incredibly frustrating to watch. And baseball this year has been frustrating to watch. I mean, so, the only thing that was entertaining at any point seemed like was women's basketball playing with seven players. And yeah, there was something too hard. That, but, yeah. And then at the end of the year, you know, it was just kind of frustrating to watch them. So really there was nothing enjoyable from the entire calendar year or uh, ac- academic year. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think the key phrase there was relative to expectations. It hasn't been – a lot of people have said, you know, this is the worst season of all time, and that's just incorrect. But like you said, relative to the expectations that were set for all these teams and everybody pretty much underperforming, I think there's something to that. I mean, it's it has been a frustrating season, and for different reasons. I agree. I agree with you. Uh, let's see here. Norm says we have to pick one. For the rest of our lives, beef or pork? I think I'm going to go with beef. Okay. I mean, I love both. But there's just something, I mean, hamburgers. I'm, I'm going to lose my hamburgers. I'm going to lose my steak. I'm going to lose ground beef for, for spaghetti. So, I mean, we're, we're also going to lose bacon, and like we're going to lose, lose ribs. I'm not going to have beef ribs. I'm taking pork. 
right? And the, my people at the Mississippi Beef Council might get mad at me, but I'm taking pork because of bacon. Bacon is the trump card here. You mentioned burgers and spaghetti. You can make those things out of ground pork. You can make pork burgers. You can make ground. I mean, I put ground pork in my, 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 my sauce anyway. You know, I mean, you can put sausage in there as well. Italian sausage, which is made with pork. The only thing I'm really going to lose is steak and brisket. I like brisket, but I'm definitely going pork so I can keep bacon. Okay. I mean, I don't think there's a there's a wrong answer. No, I agree with that. Yeah, it, it just depends on what you like. Cameron McGee asks, if we received a million dollars per inch, how many inches would you shrink your height? So how tall are you? I'm 6'4". How far down would you be willing to go? I mean, I think you should be willing to say, take $4 million and, and be six foot. Easily. Yeah. I mean, I might go down to five five. I don't need this height anymore. Five five. Now, see, five five. I don't want to deal with. I, I'm well, fine. What, what am I? What am I going to use this height for anymore? Getting things from off the top of the shelf. Yes. I mean, it's just not really. I, 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 you want to have some height. Although one thing I've always said is I, I would never want my significant other to be taller. Than there you me. go. Like that was always something that I feared. Which it was going to be very difficult for me to find some girl that was going to be taller than me because she would have to be six five. Mm-hmm. You'd have to find would a be like a player. volleyball player, yeah. which you know, a lot of good looking volleyball players out there. So I don't yeah. know if I'd be that upset about that. But um, you know, I, being six foot five, I, five nine would be a, a a generous height. That would not be you wouldn't be what, you know walking around and people calling you Hobbit and things yeah. like that. I, I'm five eleven. Frodo, you know, like that, that wouldn't be a thing. I'm five eleven. I'd be willing to drop down to five nine. Yeah, and take two million dollars. Oh my gosh! If I go from six four to five nine, That's I mean seven I, million dollars, right? I mean, what could I buy with that? I mean, six million, I guess. One million is a lot of money. Is a lot of money for me. Six million is is. I mean, you're good for life. Your kids are probably oh, good yeah, too. easily. Yeah, I, I'd I'd probably go down to like five eleven. That's like average. Yeah, that would probably be where I go, and that's that's still good money. That's five million dollars, correct? Yes, I believe that's correct. So, so it's what four for get you down to six foot, and then another yeah, another one. Yeah, let's go to let's go to five eleven. There you go. It was a fun ride up here at the top. I'm willing to come down with the uh, mere mortals now. There you go. All right, uh, this one's from the 901 Stark Dog. What position group needs the most improvement for the football team over last season? Also, is there any chance the refs are better this season? No, there's no chance of that. But what what uh, no. what position group are you looking at and says, okay, you got to have improvement there? Um, well, offensive line, I guess. That's interesting because you can't get improvement at left tackle. Yeah, but, I mean, are we – I mean, is is it based on last year's? Like I'm, that's what I'm, I'm asking. That's why I, the way I'm perceiving it is, or if you what, had to pick, what has to be wanted. better than it was last year? And I, like when you say offensive line, I feel like that's very difficult because they're not going to improve over what Charles Cross did. Right tackle, you can. Right tackle, you can for sure. Um, I mean, if they're better in defensive backfield than they yeah. were last year, like safety is, is 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 a good one. It's a good choice, I think. I mean, if you're if you're better without Martin Emerson at cornerback, yeah, I'd be pretty happy about that. Special teams is the easy answer. 
That's yeah, that's that might be the correct answer now that I think about it. That's a good point. If you could just be better there, because I mean that 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 area of the game alone cost you at least two games. Yes. So that's probably that's probably the correct answer. Good call. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who, as I mentioned, are probably a little upset with me right this second. I'm sorry, guys. I love beef. Don't get me wrong. I wanted to let, let it be known that I chose beef. Robbie Falk chose beef. I, I get it. I get it. But beef is always a great choice. You know, I, I love a steak, love burgers, love brisket, love tri-tip, love it all. Beef ribs, Robbie mentioned that is one of the most underrated cuts that you can do. And they're easy and they're just great. And you don't have to spend a lot for beef. One of my favorite uh, barbecue guys on YouTube, Chud's Barbecue, he did a great uh, video on today about he went and bought a select brisket. And we're talking like, you know, the cheapest brisket you can get. He got like an eight-pound brisket for 35 bucks. Smoked it and made chopped beef sandwiches out of it. Delicious. Beef is always a great value. It's very forgiving when you cook it, as long as you're not cooking a steak. It's just good stuff. So... When you're looking for something for your family, look at beef. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to find smoked southern soul food. Food like you can't get anywhere else. Great barbecue, but it's so much more than just barbecue when you're at Two Brothers. They've got a menu full of great stuff, and I encourage you to check out as much as you can. Next time you're there, Grab, you know, they've got shrimp po'boys there. They've got shrimp tacos there. They've got pork belly. They've got burgers. They've got a lot more than just barbecue on the menu. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products, great service. That's a promise that every business likes to make to its customers, but who delivers on it? Who's there when you call them? Who's there when you need them? That's what Advantage Business Systems is because they're a Mississippi business just like you. You're dealing with your neighbors when you deal with Advantage Business Systems. They'll get out to you a lot quicker than anybody else is going to. They're going to be a lot friendlier than anybody else is going to. And they're always going to back up whatever they sell every single time. Call them at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Brogan Fairchild says, has anybody tracked whether or not the transfer portal has affected graduation rates? I'm sure someone has. I mean, I have. It's not. It's not Brian Haydad. It's not Robbie Falk. Yeah, I mean, would it really? I mean, what? Well, it would affect graduation rates, I guess, for a single school. Would it change a whole lot for players? Well, you got to remember, still going like, to finish somewhere. They're I still guess. looking at the APR, right? And I think the APR yeah. is as long as the player was on track to graduate, they were still academically eligible and, and going to play when they transferred. It doesn't affect the school. And then for the player, I mean, eventually, yeah, they're going to graduate. They're, they're going to run out of eligibility at some point, and then they can either focus on their studies or they can go professional, they can go play whatever pro sport they're playing. So I, I don't think it's going to be a, a big negative towards that. I mean, your transfer, your credits are going to transfer just along with you. But I, I would imagine there are some players that for sure it, it puts them back a little bit because maybe you go to a school and they got another, they got some core electives that you haven't taken yet or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question though. It's definitely something to to, to watch out for. Uh, Lamonis's job is undoubtedly secure, but do you see any possible changes further down the food chain? Nobody's getting fired if that's what you're saying. Now, this two lane job opening up, I'm sure Gotro will at least be interviewed for it, and you sort of go from there. 
Yeah, I just don't know if if Go- Gotro at this point he's getting play- paid really well for a, a college baseball assistant. He likes it here. I just don't know if that job is going to attract him at this point. But he might be ready to take on a head coaching job. So he might decide, hey, let's go ahead and do it. But you know, I. I don't know. I mean, there there has to be some reevaluations within the staff and the players and the program and what they're doing to make things better next year. But I don't know if it's time to start canning people or anything like that. No, no nobody's getting canned. So we'll we'll Except just monitor. Can a zero? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Uh, the saw man wants to know. Now that everything costs twice as much as it did two years ago. If you had to pick up a side hustle to make a little extra money, what would it be other than another radio appearance or article writing? Well, I think I've discussed this here on the show. I'm going to start a, uh, a new version of OnlyFans called OnlyFats. And somebody would be in the market for that. I think so. I think there is probably a market for fat guys out there that uh, we're, we're not, we're missing. So OnlyFats. Have you thought uh, about how wild it is that, you know, in, in a lot of our jobs, Prices on things change, gas prices change, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But our salaries stay the same. Well, I mean that's true for everybody. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that's why it's, it's called. Of, it's kind of weird to me how like we can't change with the with that. But I guess it, I guess that's part of it. You know, that's the whole point. Yeah, that's why. But you know, my my salary at one of my jobs has stayed the exact same since 2015, through yeah. inflation, yeah, up and down. Yeah, I've never gotten a raise. Uh, just there. I mean, if we want to talk about this in more depth, well, I'll see if we can get on Gallo in the morning. But, I mean, yeah. Talk a little political. A little political with Paul Gallo. I, I don't know if my job has anything to do with politics as much as, you know, just people not wanting to spend money. But, yeah, but there are political reasons for just about everything in this life. So, we'll see. Uh, I Alex, hate you, Brian. Hey, Dad. I know, I know. Alexandra Watson says or asks, when someone says up to snuff, what is snuff? Well, snuff is a uh, smokeless tobacco. It's right. a uh, Slipknot song. Up to snuff or snuff? Snuff. Okay, I didn't know that. Yep. Um, well, snuff, so like, you know, you have dip, which is like, you know, it's loose tobacco, basically. Yes. And then snuff is like powdered tobacco, right? Uh, I mean, I just called dip snuff. I, I, I I've never really distinguished things. the. I never really distinguished that there was a difference between it. I just called it snuff. I'm sure there's there's a difference, but we, I mean, it's kind of like calling a, a okay. Hold on, hold on. Soda Coke. I got you. Okay, so according to this, dip or dips refer to a wad of tobacco whereas snuff refers to any amount of tobacco greater than a dip. For example, a tobacco user may reach for a dip from their can of snuff. Yeah. Can- okay. So the, the snuff is the, snuff is a, the stuff a, in a the can. Is, a dip is a single singular pinch like of snuff. A wad of snuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The snuff is the actual tobacco that, that's in the can. So then why... Is it up to snuff? Like it's up to that tobacco? might not have anything. Uh, that might not have anything to do with tobacco. 
that might just be, you know, snuff is like, I've always said, you know, up to snuff is just like not good enough. So like maybe snuff is. Okay, here we go. I got the answer. This is the thing about the internet. These questions just get answered. So snuff used to be a powdered tobacco. So I was kind of right. That was inhaled through the nose. Oh, okay. That magic powder. All right. The you phrase I, I, up to snuff comes from a playwright in the 1800s. He used to describe it as someone who, who was knows what is going on or being well-informed or in the know. Over, the defini- over time, the definition changed, and now it more closely resembles up to scratch. So, so it went through the nose initially. And people used to snort tobacco. I mean, so gosh, is, is that where the is that where the term "snuff it out" comes from? Maybe because so. You can like sniff, like you smell it out, sniff it out, like, snuff it out, sort of the same thing. Yeah, it's a good question. We're learning things here. We are. This is we a are. this is a this is a good family show. It's educational. It's a very educational show. We could be on you know PBS or something like that. <laughs> the children can listen to this I'm show. Brian, hey, Dad, and this is Robert. Thank you for checking out all things considered here on PBS. Later on, we'll be talking about the United States economy, but now the the entomology of up to snuff. It sounds like we're about to start that segment from SNL back in the day with the sweaty balls. The sweaty balls. No one can resist my sweaty balls. Ladies, my balls are here for your pleasure. Okay, right. now we've now we transitioned away from the family show, and I, <laughs> that's I'm just sorry, a quote. It's a quote from the, the skit. I didn't do mom, anything, mom. It's it's a quote. The man's name is Sweaty, and he had he's Bob uh, Sweaty, right? Yeah, and he had these uh, what was it, like chocolate balls or like some kind yeah. of like uh, meatballs or something. You're thinking of uh, yeah, I think he had more like meatballs. You're thinking of Chef from South Park with his chocolate salty balls. No, I, I was just trying to find something to tie in. The fact that we're not being uh, vulgar on here no. for my mother to listen to. No, no. So, All right, we're back to uh, back to Rob Hathaway here. You guys have been friends with several generations of Clarion Ledger beat writers. Generations is one way to put it. What sort of things does this species species say in private when their work is so often undermined by ignorant corporate idiots in other states? Basically what you just said there. I think it's just a frustration because, uh, you know, a lot of times more often than not, those guys have done really good work and they've tried to be good, honest reporters with no agenda. And um, there's people that have just absolutely no ties to the state of Mississippi and that just don't know anything that's going on that go in there and change things that shouldn't be changed Mm -hmm. um, to to you know, wrong headlines, you know, can't tell you how many times that's that that our friends have told us that I wrote it correctly. And we've seen the article, like this is what I sent them and they'll correct it to, you know, say something about Ole Miss or say something, you know, and it's from some editor who has no connection to anything down here. And I just, you know, I, I understand like the dynamics are, are weird and, you know, the, it's hard to hire people nowadays in this industry and things like that. It's hard to, to um, offer a competitive salary, but why are those people changing those headlines? Just allow there to be a sitting editor in Jackson or whoever that is controlling that, that knows the area that knows what they're doing and that can 
do that the correct way? Why is there some random person in Nashville and Arizona and things like that changing no things? No I, I don't understand. No idea. It, it's but, it's really dumb, and it makes these guys look much worse, much but again, worse than they need. Another another opportunity to educate people. Writers do not make headlines. Yeah, for I the most not, part, that's correct. With with the exception of what I'm what I write at two four seven, I make those headlines myself. I make my but, headlines for Super Talk, but I, mean, but I don't have an at editor. a news at a newspaper. Danny P. Smith does all of my headlines at Starville Daily News. I never, I've never made a headline for the Starville Daily News. Yeah, editors do the headlines. It's not the writer. So Stefan Krasnick is not making a headline about Mississippi State sweeping LSU. No. You know, so. Just keep that in mind. It's still not. It's not excusable. It's still very, very dumb. And but your anger is misplaced. Yes. <laughs> sometimes. Right. So some, sometimes, sometimes the claim, sometimes. sometimes the writers have. Yeah. There's been writers that have that have needled fans that have had agendas and things like that. But yes, you know that was Will Salmon. Will was actually probably the best that's been there in a while. At Will was great. But you know, they're they're all good writers. They're all good writers and good friends too, to me anyway. Some of them. Is there somebody that wasn't my friend that I've I've been led astray on? Yeah. Uh, there's. Oh been wait, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Never there mind. Been a, there have been a couple that that we're on didn't... the same page now. We're on the same page. We're good. We're good. Uh, we're talking for... about Stefan. <laughs> I know. Uh, Ford Polk wants us to rank these awful SEC baseball jerseys. The Vanderbilt all black and gold. Pin, the pinstripes there. The Texas A&M all maroon pinstripes. Ugh. Vanderbilt's green jerseys or the state all black jerseys. I'm going to go with the Texas A&M all maroon pinstripes first. Okay. Those are really, Those really, are really bad. bad. Yeah. Uh, hate the Vanderbilt black pinstripes. That's probably my number two. Um, and then the green jerseys from Vanderbilt is probably my number three. The uh, This is ranked oh, – well, no, I had Texas – never mind. I had Texas A&M first. The, the Mississippi State black uniforms had never bothered me. Yeah. I, I didn't like the when they wore the black pants. Right. But I was never really – The black you know, jerseys triggered. with the white pants were fine. Was, the all black was a bit much. but Yeah, they looked kind of softball-y. I agree. I agree. But um, I never really had a problem with those. That's that's going to be last on my list. But the, I think the, the, I think the reason that pinstripes and the Texas A&M pinstripes were bad. I think the reason we didn't have a big problem with it is the players loved them so much. Yeah. At that time, that it's just sort of wore it wore, it wore off on us too. So Ryan Nelson with a one of the great questions of our time, Robbie Falk. What team are you on? Tag team? Whoop! There it is. Or ninety five South? Woot! There it is. I think I'm whoop. There it is. Whoop. Yes. Is, it, is that all? You, is that all there that you know? Is all you got? I mean, I, is it all that I know? I mean, that, that like, like we, we have it, two. We have two songs to pick from here. So, I'm just asking. Like, is there? You know, is that all? You don't have any more reasoning for it? That's just that's just your choice. No, I'm I'm not as familiar with whoop. There it is. As See, I am whoop. Whoop. There it is. Is the original. It's really weird that it didn't take off for whatever reason. So I am a 95 South Woot There It Is person. So Woot There It Is is the same song? Well, it's the same 
concept, right? The lyrics are different for both songs, obviously, but whoop, there it is, was second. It's one of the rare occasions where being second to market got them the win somehow. Yeah. So there's also another great example of being second to market, the Baja men. Yes. He let the dogs out. Yeah. I'm Chuck Smooth or get out. Yes. Chuck Smooth is the way to go. So Ryan wants us to rank these bars. Dive bar with pool tables and a jukebox. Beach bar with a guy playing covers. Karaoke bar. I'm going to go beach bar, karaoke bar, dive bar. I'm, I'm going to go... Beach bar, dive bar, karaoke bar. I love karaoke, but I mean, I don't really want to hear other people singing. That's true. That I, I, I was kind of doing that just like I want to do the karaoke. But a beach bar guy playing the guitar and just singing some, some covers means yeah. that you're at the beach, means that women are probably wearing bikinis, so that's a good sign. Toes in the sand, nice weather. Cold I'm beer. surprised you picked. I'm surprised you picked the beach because I don't I really you like a fan beach. of the beach. I'm not a big fan of the beach, but I like a beach bar for sure. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, where are we? Wade Jones, our good friend, wants to ask us. This is an important question here. When you take when taking the shopping cart out to your car to unload your groceries, do you take it to the buggy corral when you're done, or do you leave it wherever you please? I take it to the buggy corral every time. Every time. I'm not going to end up on cart narks. All right, I'm not going to end up on on being TikToked like a like a Karen because I didn't take the cart the cart back ten feet to the the corral. No chance. Well, the reason I do that is because right out of high school in the summer of my freshman year of college, I was a cart pusher at Walmart, and that was something that annoyed me greatly. Yeah, and was a pain in my rear when people would not take that cart back to 10 feet away where the, the cart corral was. And now they have these, uh, they have these devices where they can hook it up to the cart. And yeah. I didn't have that. I had to push 50 carts. Manual labor. Yeah. It was tough. I agree. But, I agree. um, but yeah, from, from then on, I realized how difficult that job was and how annoyed I was back then in the heat of the day. And, uh, it's just the it's just the right thing to do. I think you're a uh, a crappy person if you don't do it. I agree with that 100. percent And you're lazy. Uh, let's see. This I think this is our last question. I'll, I'll, let me double check. But the 901 Stark Dog came back and asked, "Rick Flair will have his last match in Nashville, Tennessee, on July 31st. His opponent hasn't been announced. Who would you like to see in the ring with the Nature Boy? 73 and still wheeling and dealing with stretch limos. Woo." I can't stress enough how little I, I I don't want how much I don't want this to happen. I do not want to see Ric Flair wrestle. I don't want to see Ric Flair wrestle again. He's going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt. Well, it's just you know when you get that old, there's just like there's no chance to suspend right disbelief. Well, you, Ric Flair had one of the greatest quote final matches of all time. Yes. Him and Shawn Michaels. And I wish he had never stepped in the ring after that again. Nothing Ric Flair has done since that match has added to the legacy of his career. It's, you know, made, him, it's made him look worse. I saw him. You remember I saw him at WrestleMania. Yeah. He was hanging out by the bar. Yeah. And he didn't want any of those bodyguards to, like, diminish his the praise he was getting from everybody 
he lives for that. He is alive right now because people still care about him. And he's, he can't put that away. He's got to, it's just something that fuels him. He has to have people cheering for him. He has to be in that ring entertaining. That's fine, but there's no need to be in the ring wrestling at, at 73. No, it, I mean, maybe it's, it's not a coincidence. Five. The only reason, the only way he got a match is that Conrad, his son-in-law, is setting it up. You know, may, maybe a spot here or there. You know, he, he gets yeah, slapped you know, sure. or something. His daughter slaps him. Somebody accidentally hits him with a steel chair. He takes a bump. We don't need a full-fledged match. I, d- I did need an- another match from Stone Cold Steve Austin. I, I needed He's still I needed in, the, in the, 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 the area of life where you can wrestle. Yeah. He's still okay to do that. And I was kind of shocked at some of the things I saw in that match. He actually he actually wrestled. That was that was great time. I don't want to see Rick do it. I mean, Rick is a bump away from you know shattering a hip, breaking his back, breaking his neck. I mean, he's he's almost seventy five years old. Yeah, there's just no need to do this. No need. Oh well, I, I won't be watching. I'll promise you that. Uh, is that it? That is it. All right, uh, tomorrow's show. I don't know yet. Football, basketball, but could have some basketball news to cover tomorrow. We'll see how that goes. If 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 our friend Paul Jones is reading the tea leaves correctly over there on twenty four seven. But beyond that, we'll just figure it out. We'll put a show together for you, and, and you guys will hopefully enjoy it. Uh, until then, for Robbie Paul, I'm Brian Hayda. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk. I've got the looks that drives a cool while I've got the mood that really move on. I said, chill up and down their spine. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. I'm just a sexy boy. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.